I probably have seen it before. And now that I know what it is, I didn't know what I was seeing. Information is knowledge. Knowledge is power. Welcome to Shop Talk with your hosts, Chief Jeff Walther and Sergeant Kevin Kwan. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the 17th. Kevin, I think are we in the 17th edition of uh, of Shop Talk? Yep. Uh, wow, that's that's amazing. Welcome, everybody. Uh, welcome to the 17th episode of uh, Shop Talk. I'm Chief Jeff Walther with the Scottsdale Police Department. Excited to be with you again this month. Uh, you know, we're going to do something different this month, Kevin, right? We're going to, we have, uh, we have three, three guests on and we're, uh, we're, we're really taxing, uh, our technical advisor, uh, Steve Perry here, uh, cause we've got two on, on you know, on, on the phone, you know, con- kind of call in one here in the studio. So we're, uh, we're doing a lot of juggling this time to bring you some great information, some timely information. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, human trafficking, sex trafficking, labor trafficking. We're going to talk about it all today. And people are like, oh, no, hey, you've got, you know, are we going to talk about some fun stuff? Well, it's going to be very informative. And it's going to be an opportunity, I think, for us to uh, to really hit home a, a, an important topic, especially during event season as we come into event season with WM, yep. uh, Phoenix Open. And uh, Barrett Jackson is coming up. Uh, Parada, uh, the Super Bowl, obviously, is uh, is going to be here. I like to say that that game is played over in, these, in that stadium in Glendale, but uh, a lot of the events and activities and parties are over here in Scottsdale. And uh, it's going to be a pretty wild and, and, uh, and crazy event season. So we're looking forward to that. Um, you will see, I'll share with everybody that we talk a lot about partnerships uh, in our podcast. And, and uh, when I'm out in the community, I talk about partnerships. You know, we're going to see probably a million people come in t- uh, for the open uh, during that week period, which is going to be uh, very taxing on Scottsdale PD resources. So add to that Super Bowl, the Barrett-Jackson is just uh, the week prior to that, or conclusion of the Barrett-Jackson is just prior to that. So a lot going on. ESPN Zone. Uh, so ESPN will be uh, doing their week-long broadcast from Main Street between Scottsdale Road and Brown. So that'll be completely uh, taken over. So, uh, and I think I, I saw, I thought I saw a morning show like Good Morning America or one of those other ones going to be in that that same footprint. But we're going to see a lot of parties, um, a lot of activity in uh, our entertainment district, a lot of um, just a lot of activity. You know, I talk about partnerships. Uh, for those of you who are listening, you will see police officers from around the valley um, working with us uh, with Scottsdale PD at the open. We bring in bike units from Mesa, uh, Chandler, Gilbert, um, ASU, uh, Tempe. Uh, yeah, it's just from everywhere. Uh, bike units that work in the in the actual footprint of the open. And then our primary, uh, one of our primary partners is the Department of Public Safety. Um, that w- work with us inside the open. It's just grown so large that uh, even with 400 officers in Scottsdale, we we don't we don't have enough to cover all of that and our normal jobs, which is responding to calls for service in the city. So above and beyond that, you're going to see in our various command areas, you're going to see officers from Mesa and Tempe, uh, Chandler, Gilbert, uh, Paradise Valley. Uh, all uh, surpri- uh, surprise um, at Peoria. Uh, Peoria, in fact, Peoria PD was gracious enough to uh, to take the. We we usually host a team in Scottsdale, one of the Super Bowl teams, and Peoria PD is actually taking um, the hotel uh, for us. And so we're we're just completely um, 
strapped right well all of our people are working right and we're bringing we have great partnerships from around the valley and the state and so some amazing uh some amazing partners uh from valley agencies are coming to to help out work in scottsdale and uh, and help us cover that uh, that public safety um footprint throughout the whole city right. will be extremely busy and one of the things that you will see is not just uh, during the event, but because the Super Bowl is coming, we have various units that are part of a larger regional working group as well. Right. So right. we're also supporting the Super Bowl group while maintaining all of the security and police needs that are at the open, which, I mean, you've mentioned this before, we get over 300,000 people on just a Saturday just alone. Just Saturday, yeah. Where that game only can fit about 60,000. <laughs> right, right. So the resources are definitely going to be strapped, but we do this every year. Our, right. our officers are known, they're ready to go. Yep. And uh, this is why we plan so so far in advance. I will say, and I kind of joke around about it, is that uh, at least when the, in the Super Bowl, you know the footprint yep. of the Super Bowl. It's the stadium and roughly that surrounding area. And those, you know, the people are contained within that particular area. With the open at the TPC of Scottsdale, it's much more difficult. It's just a a massive venue, uh, a lot of people, a lot of parking, um, a lot so of walking. We like to say controlled chaos, right? right? And then Bird's Nest, uh, those nights, which will be hopping with a lot of great, uh, a lot of great acts. And so, we're we're typically very excited uh, in the PD that uh, to 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 work these events, to run these events, um, and then we're also really happy when they're over because uh, we survived. It's a lot of it's a <laughs> lot of work. It's a lot of work on our folks. So yeah. shout out to uh, the members of. Uh, our, our Scottsdale PD, all both sworn in and professional staff that yeah. uh, put a lot of time, effort, and energy into uh, into these events and making these events very successful and very safe. Right. This episode, we're talking about human trafficking. By the time we get to the end of the show, we hope you walk away with some tips and knowledge on what to look out for and what to do. There's so much to cover. We wanted to bring the experts in as a panel format. The first member of our panel has more than 30 years experience from Los Angeles to Chicago to New York. Nine-time Emmy Award-winning television journalist, now with Riot House Hospitality as their Public Relations Director, I'd like to introduce you to the founder and CEO of Strategia, this address. Our next guest was appointed by Governor Ducey as the Director of the Arizona Department of Homeland Security in April of 2021. He also worked in the CIA and spent time working in the White House Situation Room. Now working on the Human Trafficking Council, we'd like to welcome Director Tim Romer. Joining our department in 2007 as a police recruit, our final panel member has been close to 15 years on the Special Assignment Unit. In 2018, he's promoted to Sergeant in Human Exploitation and Trafficking Unit from 2021 to 2022. In September of this year, he was promoted to Lieutenant. Please welcome Lieutenant Nicholas Alamshaw. Now let's get back to the show with Chief Walther and Sergeant Kwan and their experts on human trafficking. I think there's a darker side sometimes to major events, and when you bring uh, when you bring a lot of people in, be it for Super Bowl or the Open or Barrett any any major event uh, that you have, you know, Scottsdale brings in 12 million visitors a year, have a, has a very robust uh, entertainment district. Uh, we take we really have, and we're fortunate to have the lion's share of the nightclubs, the great nightclubs uh, and bars and activities for uh, for people in, in the valley. Um, but when you bring, when you have that event, you have great, um, you have great resorts. Uh, there's a there's a, a, a more seedy underbelly of things that goes on, and that's uh, human trafficking, sex right. trafficking, labor trafficking. And I think there's an opportunity for us to really discuss that during during event season, so that people have their eyes open. They keep they, 
they uh, are there to pay attention to things and and uh, and and get their their team members and their businesses. And that's really why we have a couple great guests uh, today. We have Lissa Dress, who is with the Riot Hospitality Group, and she's been kind enough to to come on and and uh, and chat with us a little bit today uh, about uh, about how Riot Hospitality Group and, and her experiences has really kind of been a leader in this. We have uh, Tim Romer, who's the director of the Arizona Department of Homeland Security, with us. Uh, as well, and uh, and how they've really gotten into the game, uh, as well in the uh, anti-trafficking council, and then we have our very own Lieutenant Nick Alamshaw, who uh, who really uh, kind of helped help set the bar for Scottsdale PD, and the very was the very first uh, supervisor of the human exploitation and trafficking unit yeah. uh, prior to his uh, more recent promotion to lieutenant. I think he did such great things. We had we just had to promote him out, <laughs> promote him out of there, and then. Uh, he sits on the trafficking council as well, and uh, I think so. We have a lot of questions for them. It's, I think right. you and I, I think fortunately for most of our listeners, you and I will do probably less talking, and we'll allow uh, some of our experts here who we've brought on uh, to, uh, to answer a few questions and, and kind of tell us where we're going, where we are, and uh, and how we can get better um, as a as a community in recognizing uh, sex trafficking in particular. And so welcome to, uh, to Lissa, to Tim, and to Nick. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Chief. Thank you, Chief. What an introduction. Yeah, I, I would get a little long-winded. And I know Nick, will, <laughs> Nick will look at me and say, is he done? Is he done? Is he going to stop talking? I wouldn't say long-winded. I would say it was thorough. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a P- great PR person. So, you know what? <laughs> Lisa, if you would, can you uh, can you just start us off? Uh, get, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your and your background. Uh, you have a very fascinating uh, and exceptional, I think, uh, career, and and um, you do a lot of great things, and have a great partnership with uh, with the city and with Scottsdale PD in particular. But just a little bit about yourself. Sure, uh, I was an evil journalist for twenty one years, television journalist, producer, and manager, and it segued into private practice where I uh, have a 15-year extensive plus experience in government relations and crisis communications. And I have been with Riot Hospitality Group now going on for three years. We are a national premier hospitality management company, and we're based in Scottsdale. So we have restaurant concepts that people would know, hand-cut and farm and craft. We have nightlife concepts, uh, Dirk Bentley Whiskey Row, Riot House, uh, El Jefe, District Maya, Clubhouse, uh, a couple others that were actually expanding in Scottsdale. And we're also in Nashville, Chicago, Gilbert, and Denver. But Scottsdale is our home. We have a thousand employees across the country. But since Scottsdale is our home, and that's where we spend the majority of our time, we have really blossomed into an amazing relationship with your department. Thank you very much. Yes, and, and thank you to you as well. But, you know, one of the things that we do is we do a lot of continuing education for our staff and um, onboarding, intense onboarding. We go above and beyond what state regulating authorities ask us to do. And one of them is why we're sitting here talking here today about human trafficking and the raising awareness of it. Uh, there's an amazing unawareness of it, like you were Absolutely. saying about some of the bad things that come in. Well, great. Well, uh, welcome, Tim. Will you uh, kind of do the same? Give us a little bit uh, about you. I and mean, you can talk about being a, uh, a Horizon Husky. Yeah, go Huskies. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> give us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So good morning to everybody. And thanks for having me. Um, 
My name is Tim Romer. I serve as the director of the Arizona Department of Homeland Security, and I also am the chief information security officer for the state of Arizona. So I run cybersecurity for the state of Arizona, as well as our department. And, uh, and one of the other areas that I focus on is combating human trafficking. I am very honored to serve on the Arizona Human Trafficking Council. And it's a council that I've worked on for, you know, the better part of the last eight years. I've only been a member of the council for about the last two years. Uh, and that's where I've gotten to know Nick Alamshaw and others. And I'm just so impressed with the teamwork and the collaboration because Chief, as you noted at the beginning of this segment, you talked about teamwork and collaboration and all the different entities that have to come together to secure large scale events and to help combat, you know, um, these big issues in our society. And the bottom line is one department cannot do it alone. Right. Uh, the Arizona Department of Homeland Security can certainly not combat human trafficking alone. The Scottsdale Police Department can't do it alone. And that's why it's great to see partnerships with Riot Hospitality and others because when we come together we do have a fighting chance to help rescue and save victims to help prosecute and hold those criminals accountable for the horrendous crimes that they've committed and collectively you know in the totality of the circumstance we can come together and we can make a big difference so this is something that i didn't know anything about eight years ago to be completely honest with you i you know, had worked in the national security space before, and I was kind of your typical person. When I heard the, the term human trafficking, I immediately thought human smuggling. Right. And, and there's a big difference between smuggling somebody and forcing them to go somewhere or, you know, sex trafficking, human trafficking, which is really the force, fraud and coercion. It's really the exploitation of human beings. And sadly, it's happening uh, all too often. And this teamwork is helping to, you know, spread awareness to help rescue the victims and help hold the criminals accountable. So as you mentioned, I'm a Verizon Husky. Yeah. Uh, I grew up. Yeah. Go Huskies. I, I grew up uh, in North Scottsdale. And so, you know, serving as the director of the Arizona Department of Homeland Security, going to the Phoenix Open in this capacity, going to some of these Super Bowl events in this capacity, there is a, uh, a special feeling, a, a sense of pride in my own community. Uh, here in Scottsdale. Um, and so it does feel, I think it hits differently when you know you're helping on an issue that happens in your own backyard. Right. I started off my career working at CIA and it was great to work at CIA and work counterterrorism and, and work on things going all, on all across the world. But at the end of the day, there's nothing more fulfilling than working on an issue that is happening in your own backyard that you can you can see it, you can feel the impacts of it, you can go to the shelters You can go talk to the McCain Institute. You can do all these different other things. Uh, Go to Dream Center and you can see the victims of this. And then it it makes you feel that this is why we're coming all together. And and this is why it's great that you're having us all on on your uh, on your show today. So thank you for having me. Yeah, terrific. Uh, yeah, I will tell you that you and you and Lisa just uh, already just made the show. So um, I guess Ma- <laughs> I guess Nick and I and Kevin we can just we can just shut up. Now. I'm out. Like, yeah, I'm out. Right. That, that just <laughs> both of the the intros are, it hit exactly what we're talking about um, on both sides uh, from from the DHS side um, and and from the Riot Hospitality Group side. <clears throat> just because it's just such an important topic and it's just ignored. Right. It's ignored. It's like, like I said. It's it's the it's kind of like that uh, dirty little secret of our society, and and so we'll we'll get into that a little bit more. But Nick, why don't you just uh, in, intro yourself and your your escapades here with the PD? 
So my name's Nick Alamshaw. I've been with the PD for a little over 15 years. And for the majority of my career, up until uh, about 2021, I was on the SWAT team. I spent many years on our special assignments unit, being on the, the full-time component, doing fugitive apprehensions and serving uh, dangerous search warrants within the community and all over the valley. And then I promoted to the rank of sergeant and went back to patrol. During that time, I was still involved with SWAT. And then in March of 2021, I was selected to be the first sergeant of our human exploitation and mm -hmm. trafficking unit. Going to investigations in that component was a completely new adventure for me, which made me extremely uncomfortable and uneasy going in to learn something new. But going to the heat unit was probably the best thing that I did within my career. I had the opportunity to learn a completely different side of policing, interact with victims, really learn how to get involved with the community and take on an issue that most people don't realize is an issue right. in, at our home. So within that, I really developed a passion for going out and educating the community, working with uh, other resources and trying to build that, that network up that within the PD, within the state and our valley, even nationwide, just trying to see what we can do within the Phoenix metro area to try to fight this issue the best we can. Yeah. And through that, um, <clears throat> I was appointed to be on the same council that Tim is on, the Arizona Human Trafficking Council. So Governor Ducey appointed me to that in August. And that gives me another opportunity to be able to to collaborate with all the state officials and other stakeholders within the community to, to really go after this. You know, it's interesting. Uh, thanks, Nick. It's interesting that all, all three of you uh, talk about it. And I, I started with it, which is um, there just has always seemed to be this uh, significant uh, apprehension. I'll even, I'll even go a step further and talk about it. it's uh, people have their head in the sand willfully, right? right? They're they're They willfully have their head in the sand and uh, refuse to really think about, uh, I think, human trafficking and sex trafficking in particular. And I've had a number of conversations with some fairly important people in the, in the, in the city and in the state and talk about what we're doing uh, at Scottsdale PD with the Human Exploitation and Trafficking Unit and the stand, standing up of that unit and how successful that's been. And I'm, I'm sad to tell everybody that on a weekly basis, I am seeing significant incident reports put out by my Persons Crimes Lieutenant, Lieutenant Lee Campbell, on uh, uh, child luring and sex trafficking uh, investigations that we're doing and arrests that we're making on, on almost literally a weekly basis. And, and conversations that I've had, again, with some, some pretty high-level people, city, state, um, about sex trafficking. And I, one time in particular, I, maybe I've met, I know I've mentioned this to you, Nick, but I, somebody I was talking to, uh, they leaned forward and they looked at me and they said, in Scottsdale? When I, when I was referring to sex trafficking and human trafficking. And um, uh, I, I, to, to say that I, I probably didn't have a great poker face and the, probably the look of dismay on my face and said, yeah, especially in Scottsdale with the, the amount of entertainment, uh, the resorts, the major special events, um, where we have to be honest with each other. Those those yeah. type of activities bring sex trafficking, human trafficking with that. And so I very much appreciate all three of you really hit on that and the real need to come forward. And so I'll st I, I swear I'll, st I'll stop talking. And listen, I want to, okay, you made some great comments and, and talked about the number of 
establishments that Riot House uh, Group has, but uh, and, and the expansion into, into different states and different areas, um, it's incredibly impressive. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious, what was the kind of the motivation for partnering with Scottsdale PD to kind of train your staff um, and, and get really buddy, everybody up to speed in recognizing uh, human sex trafficking? Well, we are very involved with the Scottsdale Chamber of Commerce, and they came to us and asked if we would be a sponsor for the Safe Action Network seminar that they were holding. And it was an immediate yes. It was a no-brainer. And quite frankly, we wouldn't be sitting here with if it wasn't for Sergeant Alamshaw, who our director of security, Carol Thomas, was striking up a conversation with the sergeant. And one thing led to another. And Carell said, we want to do this. We want to certify all of our employees across the country in this because this is how important. And we believe we are the first company nationally that is certified in safe action training and awareness. And, it, it, you know, Chief, you say about our expansion, and yes, we have expanded and, and we have 13 locations across the country. By the end of next year, we're going to have 16. Wow. And the, and the year after that, I pray for us, <laughs> but uh, in a good way. But, you know, when, when Sergeant Alamshaw was traveling across the country with Corral training our staffs, the number one thing that we got was, I didn't know. Right. I didn't realize. Right. I probably have seen it before, and now that I know what it is, I didn't know what I was seeing. And so for that fact that, you know, like Tim, you said, and, and we're all together and we're expanding the awareness and raising the awareness, that is the most critical thing. And if there's one thing that we can do across the country, especially in Scottsdale, is raise the awareness of this, we're, that's what we're doing. We want to do it. Yeah, that's terrific. And, and you know, have you, have you seen any, um, did you get any pushback? I'm just curious none. if you, good, none. good. Absolutely none. Yeah, because this is not the only thing that we do with our staff. We do other types of continuing education training. Um, well, we did the active shooter training with your department at right. Cake Nightclub right. in Scottsdale. We've done awareness training. We've done uh, CPR training. You name it. And so when we come to our staffs and say, we want to you know, spend a day doing this, you're going to get paid for a day to go through this training. It, it's not a matter of why, it's when. And yeah. they are 100% into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's terrific. And, you know, it, we just, I think it speaks to the partnership and, and, and really your willingness and, and right hospitality groups, uh, their willingness to, to really partner and be, and, and I guess the, the best way to put it is, is be part of the community, right? You're, it, yeah. it's, you're so committed to being part of the community and then working with the PD and working with the city and others. Um, I, I just really think that, um, you, you guys have been a model for how, uh, you know, great business and expanding business and the entertainment industry and the hospitality industry really partners with, uh, with the city and with the police department. So, uh, many kudos, uh, to you and, and to everybody at, at Riot Hospitality Group, for, uh, for that partnership. Well, and it goes right back to the gentleman on this podcast. We wouldn't be where we are without the partnership. Right. You know, you, right. we, we work in an industry restaurant, nightlife, hotel, food and beverage management, where there's risk everywhere, everywhere. Right. And so that's why we need our, our strong partnerships with the chamber, with the city, with the police departments, not only in Scottsdale, but in Nashville and in Denver and Chicago yeah. and Gilbert. Yeah. That's what we thrive on. Yeah, it's terrific. Uh, Tim, 
can you kind of as a segue, both you and, and Nick mentioned uh, the Human Trafficking Council. Can you can you talk about that and how it came about and, and kind of give us that history and and, uh, and where, it, where it is and where it's going? Yeah, absolutely. It's something the state of Arizona is extremely proud of. So Ambassador McCain uh, had this initiative going back about 10 years ago, and uh, it was created originally as a task force to look into the issue. And Cindy McCain was a co-chair uh, of the original task force going about 10 years ago. Coincidentally, Governor Ducey was an original member of the task force when he was the treasurer of the state of Arizona. So this goes back to when uh, Governor Brewer was in office. Well, the task force decided, you know, rightfully so, that you can't get rid of this issue just with a task force. It needs to be a standing council to work on this issue, really, forever, uh, understanding the root causes and things like that. So um, it, it was about eight years ago, the council was created and working with the legislature and the governor's office, the council was put into Arizona revised statute uh, and the governor's office makes appointments to the council. And it's a very diverse group. Um, so we have law enforcement and prosecutors, we have victim services, we have academics, we have people from the hospitality and tourism industry, uh, we've got Governor's Office of Youth, Faith, and Family, the McCain Institute, you name it. It's really this um, multidisciplinary uh, group of individuals that's helping to combat the issue. And it's not just by spreading awareness. Uh, like I mentioned, we've got law enforcement, we've got prosecution there. Uh, because through the years, one of the biggest uh, comments that came up, especially the first, first human trafficking council meeting I ever attended about eight years ago, uh, the head of DPS at the time, Frank Milstead, uh, raised his hand and he said, you know, this is great that we have this awareness training and it's great that we're helping victims, but who is being put in handcuffs? You know, who right. who are we going after and throwing behind bars? And that was a cool moment for the council because I think that's when the council realized that we needed to change statute. And so one of the things the council has been responsible for, and I'm extremely proud of them to have worked on this, is um, working to enhance the penalties of human trafficking as a crime within the state of Arizona. So there's many states that haven't had human trafficking as a charge. You have to charge like kidnapping or something else. And right. because, you know, to the point of other participants on the call, we didn't really know, you know, as a society, what we were dealing with. People didn't really understand that it was happening in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, law enforcement didn't even have the correct charges on the books in state law to be able to charge people. So those are some of the things that the council has worked on uh, throughout the last several years and very, very proud of the collective efforts of the council on this issue. Yeah, that's that's terrific. And that I think that, again, that really speaks to what we've been talking about, uh, you know, for the last half hour or so and in, in, in getting into the in this, which is that partnership and it bringing together a lot of different uh, professions and uh, stake, different stakeholders you know, in, in this um, incredibly important topic uh, that a lot of other people don't want to talk about. And so that's, you bring up um, uh, when Colonel Milstead was the director of DPS and that discussion about arrests and who who's being arrested. And, and so Nick, you know, having uh, been on a couple of your operations with you and seeing when you were, when you were the uh, heat sergeant, um, can you talk about that in the, in arrest? Because I know one of the, one of the big things is, 
you know, obviously we want to go after the, the traffickers, but we're also now interested on, from an arrest perspective on also going after the buyers. Can you kind of speak to that and how, how heat kind of ev- evolved into and in, in, in making those arrests? So in this world, you have the traffickers, you have victims, and then you have the buyers. And if we didn't have people going out to pay for sex, paying, paying these, these victims for, for this service, then we wouldn't have victims out there doing this. So we really put a big focus on going out, trying to focus on the buyers, trying to knock down the demand so that traffickers couldn't say, oh, we're going to Scottsdale this weekend because we, they have a big event. There's going to be a lot of people out there right. that are going to be willing to spend money on this. So if we put a little bit of unknown out there to the buyers so that they don't know if what they're showing up to meet is a person or they're right. showing up to meet us so they can be arrested. And, you know, then within that, we, we make the arrests, we do media releases on that kind of stuff so yeah. that it leaves that, that we put their, known. we put their pictures out there and, you know, it's, 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 it's that's been great too. So the biggest goal for us was just to make it so that it didn't seem like they could just go do this and get away with it. Right. There was a risk for them to go out and, and do this crime. Yeah. And that's what's great. You know, when you think about it from a multi-pronged approach, um, you know, Lisa talking about uh, Riot Hospitality Group and that education and training for those people who are literally on the front lines and, and can see what's, you know, what's going on at and, and the hospitality industry. And then Tim talking about, uh, you know, kind of that collaborative effort on the council, bringing everybody together and, and affecting kind of the um, statutes and the laws related to that give us to give law enforcement a better opportunity for charging. And then from your perspective on the actual enforcement, because there's that, it's really kind of that almost that trifecta of the enforcement side, the legislative side and the legal side. And, and then the, and the education side of that, that I think is incredibly, incredibly important and, and hopefully is starting to give us some traction on, on moving forward with this. And so listen, I'm curious when you, when we talk about that training side, um, have you seen or noticed any, any training on with your staff? Um, have they, have they any changes, any different? Are they, are they more aware? Are there been positive impacts or staff conversations about this? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this is, Again, these are things that information is knowledge, knowledge is power. And especially for our security staff that our entire staffs got trained at all of our locations, but the security awareness has just risen to a new level. And even bartenders uh, and servers, even female servers, they now know what to look for. And like I said before, some of them even believe that they saw it before and they didn't realize it until now. Yeah. That's amazing. That's that, that that's really amazing. And just you know, I, I use this this thought process or this phrase is that when when seconds count, the police are only minutes away, and that's just about an idea that uh, the police typically are not the answer. Right. Um, we're the first responders, but we're not first on scene, right? So your bartenders, your door staff, your security folks. Um, your servers, uh, they're, they're really on the front line uh, and they get to see things that now once trained, I think it's uh, exceptional that one of them says, you know, hey, I, I, I noticed this before uh, because ultimately we get called in after the fact. It's, yep. hey, I think this is, I, I went through this training and this doesn't look right to me based on this training and now over and over again, that has, that has proved itself 
um, not just through Riot Hospitality Group, but others who've, who've gone through the training have now called us and said, this doesn't look right. We show up um, and you know what? It's not right. right. And then we make cases on that. And we, we uh, have saved a number of, a number of people from, uh, from being sex trafficked. So that's, it's pretty, um, we're seeing that movement and that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty awesome. So let's, Tim, I, I kind of want to transition back to you um, because as we, we have this conversation, we, we got this big football game coming up and, uh, you know, it's uh, the Super Bowl is coming up. And, and so I'm, I'm curious what uh, what uh, the Department of Arizona Department of Homeland Security is is doing or participating in related to Super Bowl and the upcoming event season related to this issue. Yeah. So the Arizona Department of Homeland Security is really proud to partner with the NFL and all the public safety uh, agencies across the valley that are hosting events related to the Super Bowl. And it's kind of interesting because uh, my first week on the job as the deputy director of Homeland Security eight years ago, literally first week on the job was the last Super Bowl that was in Arizona. Uh, and now eight years later, I'm in the director's role. And I can tell you from experience of working on both now that one of the biggest issues that I've seen to um, rise in notoriety or importance is combating human trafficking. The second one is cybersecurity. Yeah. So it's crazy to see how our society has shifted from a security perspective. Both cybersecurity and human trafficking now have a seat within the emergency operations center for the Super Bowl for the entire week, 24-7. And that kind of shows how things have changed. So I really, I applaud the NFL. I applaud everybody who's works in law enforcement in the EOC because when we made the request, to have a human trafficking council member within the emergency operations center the entire week, you know, 24 seven, uh, they didn't even think about it. They just immediately said, yes, they said, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. And that shows how much things have changed. And, and that's thanks to the awareness, uh, you know, campaigns to what everybody has worked on. Um, so it has definitely risen, uh, in, in the threat, you know, to, to people, you know, around town, uh, really quickly, a couple of interesting stats. Um, we, we've trained, you know, collectively, I know Nick has worked really closely on this, but the state of Arizona has worked on training in the last couple of years, uh, 1400 officers have been trained and that stretches across 77 agencies. So when we talk about teamwork, you know, it's not just one agency working on this 1400 people from 77 agencies being trained on this. And that has resulted in approximately 300 children being rescued. And the 300 children are not just, you know, victims of, of child sex trafficking. That is a, a portion of it. That's 36. But I'm looking at the list right now. We, we had 134 endangered runaways. Um, we've had, you know, 12 victims of sexual assault, nine uh, victims of physical abuse. This is because officers are being trained on what to look for and when something doesn't look right ask questions separate children from the adults trying to get to the bottom of this you know if a, if a trooper pulls somebody over on i-40 in northern arizona and you see you know a young girl in the back seat and two adult males in the front seat don't just write them a speeding ticket right. you know ask some questions separate them make sure that you know is that really somebody who should be in the vehicle with them uh dps has rescued multiple victims on their way to Las Vegas um, with these criminals, you know, literally in the front seat. Yeah. And so 
it definitely the training matters. Uh, once you get officers and you get, you know, uh, like Riot Hospitality does a great job of this. Somebody who works inside of a club, a server, um, the hotel industry is huge. Getting the hotel industry to start recognizing the signs of possible human trafficking. Uh, everybody plays a role. And, uh, and I'm happy to report that the Super Bowl really does a great job of recognizing that and being a good partner. The one thing that is really important here is we are stronger together than divided apart. The more that we work together, the better Scottsdale is, the better we all thrive yes. and survive. And that is what we need to do because your what you do, what we do, you know, what Tim does, everyone, it is important that we all work together to make Scottsdale the best it can be. Yeah, you know, Lisa, that is so spot on. Uh, I, I just recall, you know, I, I started in this career uh, with Scottsdale PD 28 and a half years ago. And, and over the course of my career, you know, you see, you'll see um, different industries uh, back then very much uh, siloed. You know, okay, we're, we're the police. Okay, that uh, Riot Hospitality Group, you're on your own and you're doing your thing. And, and you know, other government entities. And so everybody in the past... Um, was very siloed. And I would still say around the country, you still see some of those silos. Uh, but we, we just we just destroyed those silos over the last several years and really uh, come together. And, and although our industries um, tend to be different, they're more the same than they are different in, in our responsibility to the community and identifying uh, human and sex trafficking. And so um, your point is, I, I think, is so important of uh, how we've all come together to make Scottsdale and the, uh, the Valley and the state of Arizona just so much better because we're willing to 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 uh, to not turn a blind eye to it, to actually look at it and say, we've we've got to there's there's nothing more important than this. We we've got to do something about this because it impacts um, it impacts children, it impacts runaways, it impacts such a uh, important and vulnerable segment of our society that that uh, that people are preying on. It's just um, that's a, such a, a tremendous point. Yeah, I can't stress enough how important the training is that you know the the state's doing that what Scottsdale PD is doing the Safe Action Project. You know when you you look at how many officers are out there investigating that are solely dedicated to investigating human trafficking related crimes, it's it's a handful of detectives that are in the whole state doing right, this. Right. But when you go out there and we're training the police officers, we're training, um, you know, hospitality staff, everybody within the community that expands our reach to more than we'd ever be able to, to reach before, you know, if there's 10 cops in, in the Valley that are investigating this, but you have thousands of people trained out right, there. Right. Now you have a thousand sets of eyes that can recognize the signs and indicators of somebody being trafficked. And then they can give those tips right back to the officers and detectives. And then they can go out, do their investigations and hopefully rescue some of these victims of this crime. Yeah. Is this where you can, uh, where you can plug that the city of Scottsdale was the first, uh, I think it's cease, uh, certified city. So yes, the city of Scottsdale was the, the first cease certified city, very similar to the safe action project that, uh, is for the hospitality industry. Cease was designed to train city employees. So, um, the Scottsdale PD heat unit, along with employees of the Arizona anti-trafficking network worked together and we trained all of the Scottsdale PD employees, professional and sworn, and then it branched over to all city employees so that now, you know, individuals working out 
in the water department or sanitation, right, right. you know, they might see things that the police are not going to see or that the general person isn't going to see. So now we have even a different set of eyes out there to, to observe and report back what they're seeing. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. This is a total side note, but I, I, our employees in the city, not just the PD, because we, we've trained all of our folks in the PD, but uh, but in the city have, have taken to this and, and uh, have, have, we've gotten a couple of phone calls related to things that they've seen. Uh, but I even had just more, more recently from, from one of our electricians in, in electrical services talking about, hey, you know, uh, can I carry Narcan now too? Like they're, they're like totally into, okay, I want to be more involved in the community and the safety of the community. And they recognize even, you know, the number of overdoses and, and that we're getting now is like, right. can I carry Narcan? So it's, it's this, it's almost like an, an awakening um, of how can I be more involved? And so um, kind of that, to that thought process, Lisa, I'm, I'm curious if, uh, if you're seeing uh, other, other hospitality groups or nightclubs or any of those um, that are kind of modeling riot hospitality group and and going to push forward with uh, with the same level of training i think there's definitely a, a, an interest uh you know we work also very closely with the arizona restaurant association and we report to them what we're doing as well you know the more that we can get other companies involved or or, or let them know that things like this are out there you know that's the important thing too it's we do what we do because that's who we are. But if others want to do the same thing, again, it goes back to it only makes us stronger in Scottsdale and in Arizona. Yep, agreed. Absolutely. Uh, that's kind of that hope is that I'm, I'm really hoping that, um, you know, you're kind of setting the, the tone, um, almost an expectation of, hey, if you, if you want to be a, a, a true participant, um, a great partner, a real stakeholder, um, in Scottsdale and the hospitality industry and the PD and with other government entities and state entities, hey, let's move forward and, and let's be responsible in, uh, in, in how we uh, attempt to recognize and how we train our folks to, to recognize this type of activity. So um, I'm just hoping that you guys continue in that leadership role um, and, and how, how much you care about the community and and and, uh, and, and Let's be honest. The Ride Hospitality Group—it's—it's a—it's an amazing and and growing and expanding group, um, and it's there to, to provide a great service and make money for you for for uh, you know for the owners and uh, as a business. But you also yeah. care about the community, and that's uh, that is so that is so evident. Well, we're also very proud of the tax revenue we generate for Scottsdale. Yes, me too. Thank you. I, I let's, more, let's be, let's be honest here. Equipment. Right, Chief. What do you need? <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, I want to open this up, Tim, maybe you can, you can start, um, cause I think this is really important because we continue to train, uh, officers around the Valley and the state as we continue to train hospitality folks and the tourism and, and travel industry and our resort industry, that's still only a portion and honestly a relatively small portion of the people who live and work in, in the community. Um, what, what can a person do if they see signs of human trafficking? Uh, and I'll open this up to you, Tim, first. And, and Nick, you want to jump in uh, after that as well. But kind of yeah, take me down the, the path of um, what should the average citizen do when they, if they see something that uh, kind of tickles their spidey senses? They're like, hey, that's not right. Yeah, so one of the best things you can do is, you know, it's the see something, say something uh, attitude. It's, it's the strategy. This has been very successful from the Federal Department of Homeland Security because people understand it. And it's simple. It, it, it means that you need to take action. You need to alert somebody. 
simply, you know, uh, having the spidey sense go up and, you know, uh, hiding from it and letting it go, you know, untouched uh, is not the thing to do. So, you know, one of the things that the Human Trafficking Council is proud of is now we're just working with the Tucson Airport and the Phoenix Airport uh, to get flyers up in all the restrooms across the airports uh, about what number to call. Uh, if you if you have you know a tip uh, about human trafficking, if you see something that you need to report, the best part about this is instead of using a national hotline number that goes to you know, like you know a call center in Washington D.C., we are actually going to use the Arizona Counterterrorism and Information Center phone number, the ACTIC, and that way these tips will go to a state fusion center within the state of Arizona that somebody here can quickly get the right person, right law enforcement, right victim services, you name it, plugged in to help in the moment. So we're very proud of the fact that we're working on making these tip lines a lot more Arizona focused and not just some general, you know, 1-800 number that, uh, you know, rings to, you know, who knows in what state. So we think that's going to be effective. Um, but you know, there's no substitute for the awareness, uh, side of it and being able to get, uh, our message out to people and getting them to understand it. And that's why I applaud you chief. I applaud the Scottsdale police department for not only working on this issue and making a real difference, but taking the time and effort to include this as a topic in your podcast, because every single person you get this in front of that, that's potentially one life you know, saved, um, one criminal put behind bars and that makes it all worth it. So really the future of this is, is you all continuing to do such a great job and continuing to show the other law enforcement agencies, uh, across the state, how they should be handling this and around the country as well. Let's, you know, let's not, you know, be mistaken that, you know, all eyes are on Arizona for the great security work on the Phoenix open and the Super Bowl. Uh, we're, we're a role model and example, and Definitely. so is Scottsdale Police Department. So I think there's a lot of police tours around the country that use Scottsdale PD as a role model, and keeping that up is a tremendous help to combating the issue moving forward. Tim, can you give can you give a couple tips for those that don't know what to look for? Simple questions, um, you know, from like a, a wait staff or anything, saying, "Oh, is this your daughter? Oh, oh, oh who's this?" You know, like a very open-ended question when somebody doesn't have a good answer for who it is, um, that's usually a pretty good sign that they shouldn't be together, that there's that somebody's being forced to be at this table with them or forced to be in the vehicle with them. Those are the types of things you're looking for. And once something is off like that, like, hey, they said this was their daughter, but she doesn't even know the person's name, uh, and, and or she said that she was the niece or something. It could be any number of things. Once that happens, that's when you can alert. You know, especially like in Old Town Scottsdale, it's pretty easy to find the Scottsdale police officer uh, or something that's like true. that. <laughs> Nick probably, and Nick probably has better better guidance than I even have on that. I would love Nick's thoughts. Yeah, Nick, uh, can you? Uh, those are in fact, Tim. Those are all great points. And Nick, you want to ex- expand on that or just? So some of the indicators that we like to teach about and get, get out to the community is the crime of sex trafficking and in that nature, it's it's all got to do with manipulation and control. The traffickers are master manipulators and, you know, if they, if they took what they did in the criminal element and turned that into a legitimate business, they would probably be really good salesmen. Yeah, yeah. You know, they could, they could use that for good, but they use it to go down the dark side and, and do a, a really evil thing to other human beings. Yeah. So when you're dealing with with 
people that may come in and they might be um, being manipulated by somebody looking at, you know, how are they interacting with that person? You know, are they making eye contact with you if you ask them a question? Because typically a trafficker is going to tell their victim, don't make eye contact with whoever you're talking to. If you ask them a question, they're going to look at their trafficker first to give them permission to answer the question. So if a bartender says, hey, would you like a drink? They're going to look at their trafficker first and get that nod or the the trafficker is going to answer the question for them. So some of those are, are some big indicators. If, you know, you have somebody that comes into a bar and they don't have any identification on them and you have an older male that is holding it for them, that that could be another yeah, indicator yeah, yeah. because the traffickers don't want their victims to have identification, passports, anything that would allow them to be able to leave easily. So by having their their documents, now they are under control of that person. Um, you know, as far as some of the younger our juvenile victims, you know, parents really need to pay attention to some of the items that their kids are coming home with. You know, have they been communicating with somebody they don't know online? Right. And now they're coming home with new cell phones, new iPads. The kids don't have jobs. Where, you know, where are they getting these items from? Yep. And then, you know, look at how their appearance is changing. Are they coming home wearing clothes that that's not the norm for them? Is their hair done a different way? Makeup? Yep. You know, there's a lot of things if, if our if parents and fa- friends and family are paying attention to different signs, then that might give you a clue. Now, not all of these things that I'm talking about necessarily mean somebody's right, being trafficked. Right, right. You know, you can say based off somebody's dress, you know, they, they, they're being trafficked. But if you go to Old Town Scottsdale on a weekend night, there's a, a lot of uh, clothes out there that might get mixed up for that. So when, when we go out and we explain all the indicators and signs of potential trafficking victims, what I like to really get across to everybody is take everything that you're seeing and that's going to give you a good idea. Don't just take one sign, you know, take take the totality of the circumstance, go, okay, something's not right here, and now I need to let somebody know. Yeah. Yeah. And really one of the big things to get across is if you see something and you have that gut feeling that something's not right, say something. Right. You know, don't just go, oh, I don't want to bother the police with this. I would much rather have somebody – go and call the hotline and we investigate it or flag down a police officer in old town and say, Hey, something's not right over here. Can you guys go look into it? That could be the only opportunity for us to help that victim. Absolutely. And if we let that opportunity go, that might be the only opportunity we ever got. hundred percent, hundred percent. So as we, as we start to wrap up, Lisa, I'm going to kind of kind of get your last, uh, your last kind of thoughts about this, anything we left undone or anything, kind of your last thoughts on, on this topic for us. I just think that, well, I know that with Scottsdale police department being a leader in this, we need to look at more opportunities for what else can we do? You know, we did the active shooter training. We did the safe action training. What else can we do? Well, how else can we empower those in Scottsdale's and for our company across the country on making our lives better right creating more right. safety that's a great point and and uh and I'm, I'm thankful for your partnership and so we'll continue to to work on the what's next and so that's uh that's a great thought tim well i just want to lastly you know say uh, thank you again to scottsdale police department for hosting us all today um and, and say that you know y- your work is a national leader on so many issues in the last eight years i've worked in the department of homeland security uh i've seen you all as a best practice on your counterterrorism side, 
uh, and what your officers do there. Uh, now on human trafficking, uh, and I will tell you that the Phoenix Open Security is single-handedly the most impressive security operation that I witness every single year, hands down worldwide. Wow. In a way, I almost don't want you all to get too much attention for this. <laughs> right, I don't either. We all know the way this stuff works, yes. but I just want to compliment you all and say thank you. And just and I hope what it does is it motivates you and every one of your brave men and women that work for you to continue to press on, to continue to work harder, to continue to want to get better, to continue to want more training, whether it's cybersecurity training, combating human trafficking training, you know, combating DUI training, you name it. But like continue to want to work because you all make Scottsdale, Arizona, a better place to live and to visit and to, you know, play, you know, with our children and our sporting activities and everything else. So you all make a big difference. So thank you to the brave men and women of uh, Scottsdale Police Department and uh, happy to work with you all in the future. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate it. Nick, any uh, any final thoughts from you? I just want to thank everybody out there that's taken the time to to receive this training. I really appreciate Riot Hospitalities Group's partnership on all of this. Um, this is a an important topic that affects the communities everywhere. And the more we can do to help try and keep our communities safe, the better. We're all going to live happier, healthier lives, and our kids are going to grow up to be successful. So the, the more training we can get out there, the better. And I just want to thank everybody who's participated in that. Terrific. Some uh, some last thoughts from me. I just want to really thank uh, Alyssa Druss from Riot Hospitality Group, uh, Director Arizona Director of Department of Homeland Security, Tim Romer, and our, our very own Lieutenant uh, Nick Alamshaw for for participating in this this kind of panel discussion yeah. uh, today and on our seventeenth episode seventeenth episode. Um, and a couple last things for me really is in this discussion. Uh, and the reason we've been we've been beating this drum uh, so loudly in the in the training um, of our officers, of our professional staff, um, of of really moving this out in, into our community and the training, and 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 having incredible incredible partners um, uh, that are on on our show today, um, really at the at the local, the state, the business level with Riot Hospitality Group, with with Tim and the Department of uh, Homeland Security, and the, the kind of the state partners. Um, is because, and Tim, you mentioned this uh, earlier, if, if one person listens to this show and learns something from it and says, you know what, what I just saw isn't right, I'm going to make a phone call. If we say, if that one person saves one life from the trauma, from the abuse uh, of, of, of sex trafficking, from uh, just that one person will have been a success. That's our goal. So many things that we encounter uh, on the street, uh, in our profession, in an entertainment district, in our city, in major special events and resorts, um, very few of them, almost none of them are as important as saving even one life from uh, sexual servitude, from human trafficking, from sex trafficking. And that's why this is so important. I'm so glad that we've all come together and have really brought incredible awareness to this issue. And Lisa, to your point, we're going to continue to 
push on. We're going to continue to move forward together and try to make um, Scottsdale better every single day because my tagline is simple. Every day offers each of us the opportunity to be more in the service of our fellow human beings. And this is what that is about. So thanks to everybody for being here today. Uh, those of our listeners who are who, who listen to us uh, on a regular basis, thanks for listening. I know this was a heavy topic. We've had a couple heavy topics over the last few months, um, but this is important. It's important for us to pay attention, take care of each other, and do right by one another. And I thank everybody for being here today. Thanks, Chief. Thanks, Chief. Thank you, Chief. Thank you for listening to Episode 17. And remember, if you see something, say something. You can call 911, your local PD, or the hotline that was talked about by Director Romer at 877-4AZ-TIPS. 